Hello, this is Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. This is our second podcast about cases and today we've reached the accusative case. Cases are simply another way of showing what role a word plays in a sentence, like word order does in English. So, to recap, the nominative case was the case which showed the person or thing doing the action, what in English grammar we'd call the subject. The accusative, on the other hand, is the case which shows which noun the action is being done to, or what English grammar calls the direct object. So, if we have the sentence Peter ate a shark, or as it is in German, Peter hat einen Hai gegessen. Peter, being the one who ate the shark, is in the nominative, and the shark, which had the eating done to it, is in the accusative. As I said last time, so long as there's a marker that shows which word is nominative or which is accusative, you can switch the word order around, and it'll still be the word in the accusative that has the action done to it, and the word in the nominative that does the action. As I also said last time, the simplest sentences generally take the form nominative, verb, accusative. For instance, ich trinke den Wein, I drink the wine, Markus liebt mich, Markus loves me, or Peter hat einen Bruder. Peter has a brother. This all seems very logical, albeit something you have to make an extra effort to remember. But now comes the strange bit. The only places you can tell the difference between a nominative and an accusative are in the masculine singular and in some pronouns. That's words like I, me, herself and which. All the rest, the feminine, the neuter and the plural, stay exactly the same as the nominative. So, if you're trying to spot the accusative in the sentence, you're mainly looking for masculine nouns and pronouns to give you the clues. Don't forget that seeing a masculine noun or pronoun in a case other than the accusative also gives you a clue, that this is not the one you're looking for for the accusative. The accusative of the masculine singular is very simple to spot or produce. It always ends in en. Sometimes you add that onto the end of the nominative form, so ein, a becomes einen, kein, no, becomes keinen, and mein, my, becomes meinen. And sometimes you replace the ending with an en, so der, the, becomes den, and dieser, this, becomes diesen. It's even simpler on adjectives, so for example, alter and alter, the two masculine forms that are used in the nominative, depending on the determiner, both become alten. Roter and roter become roten. In fact, so long as they stand before a noun, accusative masculine adjectives always end in an en, regardless of the determiner they follow, and regardless of whether there's a determiner there at all. So you get einen alten Mann, an old man den alten man, the old man, and simply alten man, old man. With personal pronouns, the key ones to remember when you first start out learning German are mich, which is the accusative of ich, and dich, which is the accusative of du. For more advanced learners, here are the rest of them. Er becomes ihn, sie meaning she or it, stays as Z, S stays as S, wir 
becomes uns, ihr, the informal plural of you, becomes euch, sie, the singular and plural form of you formal, stays as sie, and sie, meaning they, also stays as sie. So, to sum up, sie always stays as sie in the accusative, whether it's being used to mean she or it, you formal or they. S too stays the same, but everything else changes. At the moment, it probably sounds a lot like mich is used in German, precisely where me is used in English, but this isn't quite the case. Some places where we'd say me in English are actually indirect objects, and these take the dative in German, which we'll be coming on to next time. You have to be a bit careful in German too, as some verbs which in English you might reasonably assume take a direct object, and therefore an accusative in German, in German take the dative instead. But these only make up a very small proportion of German verbs, and we'll cover them in the podcast on the dative. We'll also wait for that podcast to cover verbs that can take both an accusative and a dative. Back on the accusative, it's worth noting that usually a verb only takes one accusative, unless you're talking about a list such as Ich kaufe einen Schokoriegel, eine Zeitung und eine Flasche Mineralwasser. I'm buying a chocolate bar a newspaper, and a bottle of mineral water. Here, all the things on the list are in the accusative, and, in fact, unless there are prepositions involved in your list, which can change things, items in lists always take the same case as each other. And that case is the same one as if you'd just mentioned one of the list items in the sentence. There are, however, certain verbs which take two accusatives, and which those of you at a fairly advanced stage might want to commit to memory but which people at a beginner or intermediate stage needn't worry about. These verbs are kosten, to cost, lehren, to teach, angehen, to concern, and fragen, to ask. Of the nouns in the accusative case, the first one shows the target or direction of the action, and the second gives you the object by which the target of the action is affected. So, for example, for kosten, you can say Der Wein hat meinen Vater zehn Euro gekostet, where der Wein, the wine, is in the nominative and is the subject of the sentence. Meinen Vater, my father, is in the accusative and is the person at whom the cost is directed. And zehn Euro, ten euros, also in the accusative, is the cost that my father has had to pay. My other examples are Frau Schmidt hat mich Deutsch gelehrt. Mrs. Schmidt taught me German. Das geht mich nichts an. That doesn't concern me. Literally, that concerns me nothing. And haben Sie ihn etwas gefragt? Did you ask him something? This is pretty unusual. In the first two in particular, kosten and lehren, if you followed how most German verbs tend to work, you'd expect the person who paid the cost and the person who was taught to be in the dative. Indeed, some colloquial German uses that form, but Duden, the German dictionary which defines correct German usage, says you should use the accusative here, and the Germans I asked said the same. So, for extra points and advanced exams, and to impress your German teacher, these should be used with two accusatives. But a word of warning, the verb lehren, for to teach, is not that commonly used. The verb that is commonly used is beibringen, which works using the more usual pattern of a dative and an accusative.
so you'd actually say, Frau Schmidt hat mir Deutsch beigebracht. However, all this doesn't mean that when you're not using kosten, lehren, fragen or angehen, you're limited to one accusative per sentence. The accusative also turns up floating around in sentences, for instance in greetings such as Guten Morgen, Good morning or Gute Nacht, Good night, or wishes such as Gute Reise, Have a good trip, Gute Besserung, Get well soon, or Besten Dank, Thank you very much. The accusative is also the case that you use to express lengths of time or points in time in a sentence. So, if an expression of time such as today or the whole day or next year is sitting in your sentence, then it should be in the accusative too. For instance, es hat den ganzen Tag geregnet. It's rained the whole day. Ich war einen Monat in Berlin. I was in Berlin for a month. Or ich sah sie heute. I saw her today. Another place you use the accusative is after certain prepositions. I'm just going to cover that briefly now, as we'll be coming back to that when we do prepositions. A preposition is a word like in, on, for, with, till or from. In English, you just put a noun or noun phrase after them and you're done. So, I drink my coffee without milk or the birthday card was for my best friend. In German, though, the noun or noun phrase has to be in the right case for the preposition. In case you were wondering, a noun phrase means the noun together with the words that modify it, the determiners and adjectives. So friend is a noun and my bald but handsome friend is a noun phrase. Anyhow, back on prepositions. Some of the most common prepositions that take the accusative are bis, which means till or until, für, which means for, ohne, which means without, durch, which means through or throughout, gegen, which often means against, but can have other translations in English depending on how it's used, and um, which doesn't correspond particularly neatly to any specific English preposition, but which can mean round or about, or a few other things in specific different contexts. When you use one of these prepositions, the noun or noun phrase that comes after it has to be in the accusative. Prepositions are good because they override all other considerations as to what case a word should be in. If you know what case a preposition takes, then you know what case the noun or noun phrase that comes after it has to be. But there's a catch. Some German prepositions can take either an accusative or a dative. Whether they take an accusative or a dative depends on whether they're expressing movement from one place to another or whether they're expressing something remaining in the same place or area. It's the difference between putting the cat onto the mat, the accusative, and the cat sitting on the mat, the dative. Again, when we come back to prepositions, I'll go back into that in more detail, as it takes most people a while to get their heads around it. The prepositions that can take either the accusative or the dative are an, which means on, as in on the side of, auf, which means on, as in on top of, entlang, which means along, hinter, which means behind, in, which means in, neben, which means next to, über, which means over or above, unter, which means under, 
for, which means in front of or before, and zwischen, which means between. So, to sum up, the accusative case marks the personal thing an action is being done to. Although normal word order in German is nominative verb accusative, you can actually change the word order in German without changing the meaning and say accusative verb nominative. To do this, however, at least one of your nouns or pronouns has to be clearly marked for case. The only places you can tell the accusative apart from the nominative are in singular masculine nouns preceded by a determiner and or adjective and in some pronouns. If you have one of those as either your nominative or accusative, then you can mess with the word order and retain the same meaning. Most verbs only take one accusative object. The exceptions are kosten, to cost, lehren, to teach, fragen, to ask, and angehen, to concern, which can all take two. You might, however, come across an accusative in sentences for other reasons. Specifically, the accusative is used for greetings, best wishes, and lengths of or points in time. Moreover, the accusative is also used after certain prepositions. You'll recognise a masculine singular noun in the accusative because any determiner or adjective it has in front of it will end in en. The personal pronouns where you can tell the difference between the nominative and the accusative are ich, which becomes mich, du, which becomes dich, er, which becomes ihn, wir, which becomes uns, and ihr, which becomes euch. Well, that's it for this time. If you'd like to see a transcript of this episode or relevant tables, you can visit my website at sites.google.com slash site slash German Grammar Pod. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. You can also subscribe to the German Grammar Pod podcast through iTunes or by visiting germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. This podcast is also available in video format on YouTube. If you'd like to be notified when I post new videos, then click the subscribe button below the video. Next time, I'll be talking about the dative. But that's it for this time, so it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and goodbye.